0: I'm Dr. Orion Teraban and this is Psych Hacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is divide and conquer. So this episode will be a little different because this is a sponsored episode. I will be reading an email that I received from one of my listeners, and then I will be sort of riffing off the cuff on my ideas pertaining to this topic. So this email comes from Blair D. And his email in part it's somewhat long, um, but I'll keep all the important parts in, um, reads, my name is Blair, I'm in Seattle. I am 100 percent on board with your channel's mission to reduce the amount of unnecessary suffering in the world. One of the ingredients for doing so that I find compelling involves building greater support within institutions, governments, nonprofits, philanthropy, academia, for tackling problems that boys and men disproportionately struggle with. I believe there's great need for that work and I'd like to see it carried out with an attitude of compassion and empathy for males, as opposed to the blaming and shaming we too often see. I understand you accept episode sponsorships. Might you be interested in doing an episode on the need for institutions, which have explicitly been empowering women and girls for decades to add to their purview some work on improving the well-being of boys and men. Uh, Okay. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to do this episode right now. Um, Blair also provided a few other pieces um, of, uh, let's say, evidence. One of them was a link to Washington State House Bill 1270, which he says that he is the person behind and which has garnered sponsorship from three Democrats and four Republicans. I assume that means in the I don't know which house, but the state legislature of Washington. Um, So it has some bipartisan support for this bill. And this bill is basically advocating for the creation of a commission in that state to um, research, study, and inform other governmental institutions about some of the issues faced by boys and men. As far as I can tell from reading the bill, in terms of the nuts and bolts, it advocates the establishment of one full-time salaried position in the state government to do this. There will be a a budget that's applied by the government, approved by the legislature, and also it can garner its own funding in other ways. Um, This is also in a larger commission environment that includes a, a woman's commission, an LGBTQ commission, a human rights commission, and other commissions. He didn't, the bill doesn't go into the other ones, but apparently there are many, many commissions that do something similar with respect to identified populations. Uh, attached to the email was a PowerPoint presentation talking about some of the issues that men and boys disproportionately suffer with. I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but there is many of them. Um, The vast majority of homeless people are men, uh, probably a two to one ratio that goes up if they are unsheltered homeless. Uh, 19 out of 20 imprisoned people are men. Nine out of 10 jailed people are men. Nine out of 10 of the youth in juvenile rehabilitation are boys. Uh, Men Boys drop out of high school twice as often as girls. Four out of five youth victims of suicide are boys. Um, Nearly that much in adults are are men. Um, Most missing persons are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. Most homicide victims are men. Um, Most deaths from overdoses of all types are men, Um, especially alcohol and opioid overdoses, uh, overdoses. Um, they are disproportionately affected by the people hurt and killed on the job or in military deployment. Um, And a lot of the research suggests that um, boys fare far worse in single parent households than girls do, which is something that's interesting. Um, This is also in conjunction with the fact that everyone knows is that on average, men die six years sooner than women do. What's up with that? Um, And since a lot of these are psychosocial issues, you might expect there to be a psychosocial intervention. But the vast majority of social workers and mental health workers and psychologists are female. Um, In my own personal training, when I was in grad school, I think about 85% of my cohort was female. Um, And I think about 80% of the counselors in the Bay Area are women. Um, It's one of the reasons why I decided to focus on um, a a male population for my clinical work when I went into private practice six years ago. Um, I think that just like there are some issues that women understandably would feel more comfortable talking to other women about, there are many issues, especially with respect to anger, sex, power, shame, um, vulnerability, that men might be more comfortable speaking to other men about. Uh, I certainly find that to be the case personally. Um, so there's a lot of issues that men face, and this person was has attempted to push through this bill to establish this commission on men and boys. It was endorsed um, Among other people, uh, by who is it? Richard Reeves. Richard Reeves has garnered some publicity recently. He's on the book circuit, the podcast circuit, because he wrote a book called Of Boys and Men, which basically approaches the idea that the reason why addressing men's issues in our society seems so fraught is because it seems like there's this general assumption that these things are a zero sum game. And if we take money, And if we give money and attention to men's problems, it means taking money and attention away from women's problems. And the whole thesis of that book is that's not necessarily true. Anyway, uh, he also linked me to a blog, which informed me that for the second year in a row, uh, this House bill would not be heard on the floor of the legislature. So I don't think it was even put up for a vote for the second year in a row. And apparently there was no um, reason offered as to why that is despite bipartisan um, support and the two lead authors being women. So that's sort of the, uh, that was a kind of a long um, intro to to this talk. So I'll I'll be brief. Um, What do I think about all this? Well, I'm not surprised, um, honestly. I, I don't think that men's issues do garner a lot of sympathy and support. And in many respects, that's why I don't talk about them very much. I don't know if that's a a silencing principle, but it seems to be like, just sort of barking up the wrong tree. Is that the way it should be? Probably not. Is that the way the world kind of operates right now? Absolutely. Now, why do I think that is? That's why I named this episode Divide and Conquer, because in thinking about my response to this, I was reminded about some of the ways in which um, divide and conquer in a social population is used as an instrument of social control. I think I was first introduced to this idea in high school when I read Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States, where he talked about a lot of the racism in particular in this country is not so much racism as it is disguised classism and he gave a lot of examples of how a lot of the um, the pre-existing power structures throughout american history have fomented racial hatred especially between poor whites and poor blacks and the reason for that is if those poor folks could see that they had more in common than not then their sheer numbers might be a threat to the prevailing power base of that society and so They fomented racial hatred, so that these two folks who, again, might have more in common than not, didn't join forces to disrupt the pre-existing power structure. And I think uh, what's going on more often in today's day and age is a divide-and-conquer strategy with respect to men and women, and I think that, in general, women are seeing men more and more as the enemy and increasingly men are seeing women more and more as the enemy and i think that this prevents people humans who might have way more in common than you might think from joining forces and examining where is this really coming from who benefits from turning men and women against each other who benefits from um men being weakened on a social level, and I don't think it's women. Like women, maybe benefit that from that in a in the most immediate or superficial way, but in the long run, that can't possibly benefit women. For for men to be weakened, um, that reduces. I mean, very, you know, in the medium term, their their dating and mating prospects, which has important long downstream consequences for society, and I think that also changes when a lot of women become mothers, especially mothers to sons. Um, so I think that a lot of this, um, uh, disregard for for males' issues is part and parcel to a divide and conquer strategy. To turn women and men against each other, that will maintain the pre existing power structure in important ways. So that's kind of my response to this. Um, if you like what you heard, then you might consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to grow the channel. And if you've listened thus far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. Um, as always, thank you for listening.